Good afternoon. You're listening to Food for Thought on Siren 107.3 FM. I'm Charlotte Reed, and this is Siren's Food Show. Each week, I take a look at the cafes and restaurants in and around Lincoln and find out about other foodie things happening in the county too. On this week's show, Ben and Alex from Snap It, Taste It, Blog It. They are the couple who are in a long-distance relationship. Alex is in New York and Ben is in Boston in Lincolnshire, who both review food. But they're both currently in the UK at the moment and they have been finding and reviewing the best Lincolnshire foods together for Lincolnshire Day, which was Tuesday the 1st of October. I think Lincolnshire deserves to have a food festival because of the produce it has here. So I think it's definitely deserving of having something like that once a year, maybe you know a summer one or a winter one maybe. And they'll also be talking about their food adventures from all around the country. And Samantha Padua and I have been chatting to celebrity chef Rachel Allen about her new television show, Everyday Kitchen, all about making meals which make the most of your ingredients and your budget. You're listening to Food for Thoughts on Siren FM. Rachel Allen is a well-known Irish cook who regularly appears on shows like Saturday Kitchen and her own cookery programmes as well. Rachel Allen's Everyday Kitchen is her latest show on good food And it's all about being able to make the most of your ingredients and your money too. Samantha Padua and I got the chance to speak to Rachel earlier this week and started by asking her, what's the show all about? My new series, which starts on Thursday, this Thursday, 3rd of October, um, and it's on every day, um, weeknights at 7pm on the Good Food Channel. It's called Rachel Allen's Everyday Kitchen. And um, it is all about delicious food that we love to eat at home, you know, cook for our families and friends. But it's basically about also getting the most value out of our ingredients and our food and not having any waste. So I always start off each program with one primary recipe. And then I talk about and then maybe cook another recipe. But then there's always um, there are always one or two recipes in the program where I'm using up the leftovers from that original recipe. So if it's something like um, roasted butternut squash to go with your delicious roast Um, then that's turned into a salad or a soup or um, roasted chicken then that's turned into something else or roasted duck that's turned into spring rolls so then it it really is it's it's bringing it to real life and also um, as part of the show as well there's a camera following me around in my everyday life a little bit because this is about everyday life everyday kitchen and how okay i'm busy i'm running here i'm running there i'm at birmingham say at the bbc good food show but now i'm going home and i'm going to use up those little bits that are in the fridge and that's exactly what we're doing and what we're showing in the program so it's a bit of fun and so how much of a challenge was it to create cheap and tasty recipes a challenge at all really because it is how I cook at home. I do use the best produce that I can but then I make sure that I don't waste anything so so it really is how, how I've cooked, how I've always cooked and how my mum has always cooked as well. So I was brought up with that. I was brought up with though she'd never you know say here are the leftovers because that doesn't sound particularly appetising but um, I suppose by our teenage years we'd, we'd copped on to the fact that you know all these delicious soups that we were having were from the leftovers of you know previously cooked or roasted vegetables um and and turned into a delicious soup and and it's how we should all be eating it it really is as i say in the in the program 
in everyday kitchen. I do say, you know, this involves basically a little bit of um, old-fashioned kitchen know-how, and and that's what it is. And it's but it's it's delicious and it's lovely. And it, I suppose it's just trying to give inspiration to people in using their leftovers, but also um, giving people ideas and 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 recipes for people who maybe aren't so used to using up the leftovers. Oh, what do I do with leftovers chicken? What do I do with this or that? And that is quite important that you you mentioned there about buying the best ingredients. Do you think then shopping locally, you can get some really good but more affordable ingredients? Yes, absolutely. Now, you know, I know I'm very fortunate where I live. I can go to the farm down the road and buy the carrots and potatoes they have or the raspberries, the strawberries. Obviously, not everyone you know, has a farm down the road where they can pick up ingredients. But if you're buying in season, then it's going to be better value. Um, and really, when I know a lot of people obviously know what's what's in season when, but then some people will say, well, I don't know. You know, what is in season when? You can look online, obviously, and say, what's in season now? You know, September, or what's in season now, October? Um, but if you go into your supermarket or your local greengrocers and, and you'll see the country of origin, it should be the country of origin where you are. But also, don't forget to use butchers and fishmongers as well, because they are experts. So to go into your local butcher and say, I'd like a less expensive cut of lamb, say, tonight. Um, And they might say, well, what about, say, neck of lamb? You know, for the neck of lamb that I used in the program, um, it cost, the whole thing, for the whole neck, it cost something like £4.50 or nearly £5. I remember it coming in from the local butcher. And um, it was absolutely delicious and enough to feed four or five people, which is absolutely brilliant. So it really is using your fishmonger, say, okay, I don't want to buy maybe the haddock because that's quite expensive, but I'd like a cheaper fish and and what's the freshest you have? So really ask questions, ask the experts questions and that's okay. Um, You sort of touched a bit upon it there with uh, shopping locally, but what would be your sort of top tips for making meals on a budget then? Making meals on a budget. Well, I think it's definitely a good idea to to make a couple of um, batches. So rather than making one batch of, you know, bolognese sauce when you have time this evening or tomorrow, make two or three times the recipe and then put the rest into the freezer. And then you'll have those for your next shepherd's pie or lasagna or whatever it is or your you know, spaghetti bolognese. Um, but then also... Um, Something like, say, if you have roast chicken. Actually, I'm going to roast chicken tonight at home. And actually, um, <laughs> Pat, who's a, a friend of mine just here, was just saying to me earlier what they always do at home, and I thought this is a great tip, with if you have a roast chicken um, and, you know, there's still some chicken on the carcass left tonight, carve off the rest of it and put it into a dish, like a little Tupperware type thing or you know, like a takeaway box or whatever, and cover it with the gravy. Put that into the freezer, and then that can come out another time. So for another meal, and then the carcass, of course, can be made into stock just by putting it into a saucepan with some carrot, one carrot, one onion, a couple of sprigs of parsley, cover it with water and simmer it for a few hours and then strain it. And then you've got your delicious chicken stock. So you're actually even getting another, you know, the basis of another meal from, from the carcass, just from the bones, which is brilliant. So there are so many things you can do. So it's really, I suppose, just about giving people ideas and hopefully a bit of inspiration to make it fun and enjoyable and above all, really delicious and nutritious. 
And that's sometimes what we lack is inspiration because I've challenged myself. I'm eight days in now, over 10 days, to use up loads of leftovers that I've got in my fridge and things that I just throw in my freezer and forget about. And the one thing I have learned is that I'm now more inspired to cook different things. And I suppose that's part of the ethos of the programme is to inspire us to think differently and, and look at all the ingredients actually around us. Exactly. And actually, you also, you touched on using your freezer and, or, or sorry, no, you touched on what, using your leftovers. One thing, um, really, that the freezer just comes in so handy. I would recommend um, just cleaning out your freezer, have a look at your freezer and, and find out what you have in there and then, you know, use up those bits next. But then make sure you have labels and you have a pen so you can label everything. Because you know the way you think, oh, right, I'll put this into my freezer. I don't need to label it because, of course, I'll remember what that is. Well, you probably won't in three months' time. So make sure everything's labeled and then that you can utilize your freezer properly and for those extra little bits that you got left over from something else, you know, to turn into another meal. And now you've been described as Irish cooking queen. How does that make you feel? <laughs> well, it's a great honour. I don't know if I if I would call myself that, but it's a lovely, lovely um, honour. I've been called a lot worse, so that's really nice. <laughs> it's a lovely but way to, to be described, isn't it? It's a lovely way to be described. It really is. <laughs> this is Siren FM. And that was Rachel Allen talking about her new cookery show with me and Samantha Patu earlier this week. And you might have heard Samantha mention her own leftover food challenge in that interview, which we were talking about last week here on Food for Thought. To kind of fill you in, Samantha has challenged herself to cook all her meals for the past 10 days, only using things that she has left over in her cupboards, fridge and freezer. Now, she's coming to the end of her challenge, so make sure you listen to Food for next week to find out how her challenge went and what she's learnt from it. You never know, there might be something useful for you about how you approach making your meals and doing your food shop. Alex and Ben are food bloggers from Snap It, Taste It, Blog It, who've been on the show before. But that time, Alex was in New York. But for the last couple of weeks, the long-distance couple have actually been together here in the UK and have been trying out great new foods in Lincolnshire and in the rest of the UK. They've recently been to the Lincolnshire Food Festival, which was a few weeks ago, and it was over in Cleethorpes. They were the official bloggers for the event, and Alex starts by explaining what the day was like. Tons of stalls there with local vendors. There was a food demonstration uh, tent, and we just went kind of stall by stall, taking our time, meeting different vendors, trying food. There was some lovely food. I had Parvins, which was great. Um, Ben had some ice cream, Chapman's fish cakes, which was delicious, blew my mind. What about you, Ben? (laughs) Um, I think um, the person who was headlining the festival was Levi Roots, you know, reggae, reggae sauce. So he was scheduled about 2.30, and it was quite a quiet look. It's Sunday afternoon, people were milling in and out, but come about 2.15, a large swarm of people just converged on the tent. And um, people couldn't come in to watch it. People had to wait outside and, and um, watch him do his thing. And he came on with a guitar and he played his famous song. So that was probably the highlight, just to see him and his, his, sort of his personality and his enthusiasm for what he does. But it, it was a good festival. Um, you know, speaking to the, the chap who you know, organized it, Steve Rosling, you know, he said that um, the local um, council have already agreed to say, do you want another one next year? And hopefully from this one this year, they can build on it and get more vendors in and more stalls. And hopefully get more people, get more punters coming in, because I think there was a lack of... I mean, we struggled to find it in Cleethorpes. You know, there wasn't that much signage. So I think 
with more backing from those above them, they can make it an even better festival because I think Lincolnshire deserves to have a food festival because of the produce it has here. So I think it's definitely deserving of having something like that once a year, maybe, you know, a summer one or a winter one maybe. And you've been sort of travelling around and you went to Albury the weekend. How did it kind of compare to something like that? Mm. Albury was a foodie heaven because there was <laughs> it was just incredible. There, there was every food imaginable. And I think that caught my attention was how many great taste award winners there were. I think in Lincolnshire, you have the, you know, you have the one-star awards, the occasional two-star awards. But at the Oldborough Food and Drink Festival, I'd like to say about 80% of the stalls had at least one two-star award. And, and not just that, you had the people who had, you know, were nominated or nominated best 50 foods in the country, supreme champion. So this wasn't just a good food festival. This was the best of the best of the best. You know, you're talking older tree ice cream, um, just one, you know, best 50, 50 foods with a damson ice cream. And it was just another level of food that I personally have never experienced before. And it was good price. I, I was worried that perhaps we'd be priced out considering the area. But as far as, um, food festival goes it was a pretty reason in fact it was cheaper than i cheaper than other prices you know so it was very very i I mean i loved it it was just a wonderful time wonderful weather and alborough and you know suffolk is a beautiful place and what did you think i thought it was amazing um i've something i've always told ben is i think lincolnshire as a county is sitting on gold in a lot of different ways and it would be great to see that in a festival form or just you know lincolnshire food fest was great I do agree with Ben. I think it would have been amazing to have more vendors out um, because there are some amazing heavy hitters here. Some of the best food I've ever had has been in this county. So to see Albra Food Fest have tons and tons. It, we spent about two hours just going around and seeing different things and never, you know, kind of going to the same stall twice. It was lovely. And I would just wish we could do something like that here in Lincolnshire. Definitely. And so today is actually Lincolnshire Day. And so have you been sort of, have you had a chance to go around and try out some Lincolnshire foods? Yeah, we went to the little Lincolnshire fair that's happening down the hill. Um, yeah, in the um, city square market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was, you know, a few stalls there as well. But, you know, you had Jenny's Jams, Green Dog Deli, um, Boston Sausage was there. So that was really nice to see them doing something for the day. Yeah. I think sometimes you... I think that's the thing with Lincoln is that there are lots of little markets where people do really, really well and they have like a a, a general thing of every weekend people go and see them or whatever. But if it was something where they're all together, something more than just the Lincolnshire show would be quite fun. I've always said that. I've I've always championed that idea of, you know, the people of Lincolnshire deserve a festival, which isn't just a Lincolnshire show, where you can have a food festival where where all the big hitters come together. Uh, I was speaking to Dominic Franks of Bellow Kitchen um, about two, three weeks ago. And I agree with him when he said that idea of, you know, Lincolnshire shouldn't be having farmer's markets because essentially they are markets. You know, the farmer's markets are in the cities. You should get the you should get the real sort of big players, the really fantastic produce here and have them standing next to those who are still coming up in that area and have it, you know, have it quarterly, have it, you know, by 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 monthly, by yearly and do something where the best food on offer is available for the, the, the people of Lincolnshire to have. Uh, I think I think the county's missing that. Like Alex said, I, I think we're sitting on a gold mine here. I think it's, it's one of the best food places is Lincolnshire. And I think if people could get together and really sort of organize something and give enough people enough time to organize it themselves, you could have a wonderful summer festival or a winter festival because I mean, the winter food here is very, very good too. 
And of course, the last time we chatted, Alex, you were actually over in New York. Mm-hmm. And so what's it like actually being over here now and spending a couple of weeks of just trying out the food here? Uh, I think Ben and I work really well when we are in our respective homes. Um, we're, you know, aggressive and we find things. But when we're together is when, you know, we're at our best. So being here for the last two weeks, I'm here for two more weeks, have been outstanding because we have just been going around, trying different food. Um, you know, Oprah Food Festival was amazing. Different festivals and just being super aggressive at discovering new food and finding the best. And, I've, and I sound like a broken record, but the best stuff I've ever had has come from Lincolnshire. So it's only, it's, it's just great for me to just continue indulging in that and then showing me new things. The last time uh, when we were talking, I think you mentioned you're, you're a particular sort of fan of uh, Lincolnshire and Boston sausages. As <sighs> there, is there any sort of anything new you found that you're particularly a fan of? Um, God, I've had so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, we I, we did try hayslet. Yes, yeah, had, I had, it is sausage. Yeah, but um, that was different for me. It's kind of like meatloaf for Americans, but it was just unusual. It was different. They had the, the little fat on top. Um, but it was tasty. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> um, and what other things have you got planned for your next sort of two weeks? In the next two weeks, we're going to London tomorrow. So that's a big one. Um, we're sort of challenging ourselves. How much of London can we see in 12 hours? Um, <laughs> wow. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's a challenge for us. And it, hopefully it's going to be an enlightening and quite an exciting um, blog entry for not not just the Americans, who obviously who do love London. There's a big thing about London for America, which is totally understandable. But also people in Lincolnshire, you know, maybe there is a fear factor with London. It's a very big city. Um, you see it in the news. There's always apparently bad news about it going on. So people might be scared to visit it. So hopefully we can s- sort of shed light on London and say, look, for un- with a budget in hand, you can get a cheap train down to London. You can see all the places you want to see within 12 hours and not feel rushed and not feel panicking and not be scared of a big city. So that's London on Wednesday, going to Louth on Friday. Louth has become a mecca of Lincolnshire food, really. There are a number of fantastic producers next door to each other, which is is a dream. Um, And then going to Oxford next Tuesday. There's a big market raising event. I think it's called the Big Market Event. That's this Saturday, so we're going to that as well. And then Alex is scheduled to fly back next (laughs) Thursday, but there is scope maybe... If I can twist around a bit more, that yeah. she might stay a little bit longer. It's just so hard to leave. Yeah. <laughs> I just I can't. Um, and it has actually been nice sort of to be in the same country for a little period yeah. as well. Not anything food related, just to kind of yeah. be together. Exactly. It's lovely. It is, yeah. I mean, you know, I think we worked it out that I think we see each other once every five weeks. If you work at how many weeks we're together compared to how many we're not. So that's not bad. If, 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 for, you know, when you think long distance, you think... You must not see each other for years. So if you say on average we see each other one every five weeks, you know, once a month. Um, obviously, I wish it was longer, which is every day. But <laughs> I think for the situation we're in, England and America, two young people, you know, just finished studying. I think that's not bad going at all. Not at all. And are there plans to kind of do this the other way that you can go over to New York and, and kind of have a couple of weeks just exploring as well? That'd be great. I mean, New York, you can. I think there was a stat that came out saying that you could eat somewhere different in New York for 59 years. <laughs> which is so new, we're never going to run dry in New York but at the same time I personally would love to see more of America I've never thought New York is a microcosm of America so yeah, I really can't wait to exp- first of all, explore the state of New York you know I, I was so sort of ignorant of New York as a state I think of it as a city but you don't realize it's actually a beautiful state 
but also go to neighboring states. And then you venture west to the Midwest. You venture to the West Coast. You go south. So I think there are plans that we could do that. You know, we're starting to make connections in Chicago, um, which would be wonderful. So I think moments like that should present themselves as the months go by. Definitely. I'd love to travel together. We've always talked about it, just kind of like road trip through the country. And there's just so much to see and do. I think we would definitely take advantage of that if we, when the opportunity presents itself. That was Alex and Ben from Snap It, Taste It, Blog It. And you can listen to that interview again, or in fact, listen to their first interview that was here on Food for Thought on Siren FM by heading over to the Siren website, which is sirenonline.co.uk. This is Siren FM. And that's all for this week on Food for Thought. Make sure you check out Food for Thought on the Siren website, sirenonline.co.uk, because the website has had a bit of an update and it's looking very pretty at the moment. But there's also some good podcasts of the past sort of few shows, including Spire Chocolates, with a lovely in-depth chat about chocolates and how she comes up with her flavours and things like that. And also uh, a chat with Lucy Bellamy, who is a contestant on this year's Great British Bake Off, and she's from Grimsby.